Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I am Sam Linton Brown, Head of Global Development Market Strategy at BNP Paribas, and I am joined by Alex Jekov, an FX strategist. We are going to discuss currency implications of the Federal Reserve's tightening cycle, in particular, what our analysis suggests happens to the dollar. It is Tuesday morning in London on the 15th of February. Alex, there is a prevailing consensus in the market that the dollar tends to peak when the Federal Reserve begins its hiking cycle. What has your work on dollar performance during tightening cycles shown? As you say, there is this widely held consensus that the dollar peaks versus low beta FX prior to Fed liftoff. Our work rejects that consensus and suggests that the conclusions are more nuanced. It's true that the past four cycles all show a very similar pattern in the DXY in the six months prior and the six months after the first hike, whereby the dollar tends to rally leading up to the Fed hike as the market firms up tightening expectations and then sell off thereafter. The caveat is that in 1999 and 2015, the dollar actually recovered quite quickly versus low beta currencies following the initial sell-off in the dollar. And within a year after the first hike, the dollar was actually stronger versus the likes of euro and yen. Okay, and how does the dollar perform versus currencies which are positively correlated to the performance of equity and commodity markets, the currencies that we refer to as high beta currencies? Here the picture looks quite different. High beta FX tends to do well versus the dollar during periods of Fed tightening. We think this reflects that central banks outside the US have historically tended to raise rates alongside the Fed, and often by more than the Fed. As a result, the dollar tends to stay weak versus high beta FX after the initial sell-off following the first Fed rate hike of the cycle. Okay, thank you, Alex. And what are the key factors which rationalize the somewhat nuanced conclusions of how the dollar performs against the euro? during past Fed tightening cycles? We find there are two factors that tend to be indicative of how the dollar performs. The first of these is the starting level of rate spreads. Where the starting level of US euro rate spreads was wide and in favor of the dollar, the dollar performed well. And that was the case during the hiking cycles commencing in 1999 and 2015. The second factor is the performance of US risky assets post Fed liftoff. Vulnerability in U.S. assets following the first hike can put pressure on the dollar. This was strongly evident in 1994, where the impact of both treasuries and equity markets selling off simultaneously weighed on the dollar. Interestingly, we also find that the actual speed of tightening is not a good indicator of dollar performance. That is to say, just because the Fed is tightening faster, the dollar doesn't necessarily do better. Okay, thank you, Alex. And finally... The most important question of this podcast. What are the key conclusions going forward that we need to bear in mind when we form our view on the FX market? We don't expect a pattern to emerge in the dollar when the Fed begins to tighten policy in March. We've seen that in past cycles, the dollar does not decorrelate from its traditional drivers, which we think favors formulating forward-looking views rather than following a predetermined bias for what the dollar will do in this cycle. Our view is that the dollar has peaked, which reflects a shift in the narrative around monetary policy from monetary policy divergence to monetary policy convergence following the hawkish shift by the ECB. 
as this is occurring at a time when dollar positioning is stretched and the dollar appears overvalued on our long-term fair value model fear, we think the path of least resistance is for a weaker dollar. Thank you, Alex, for joining me. And thank you to everyone for listening. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation or any form of advice from BNP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.